Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees slide continues, have now dropped eight games in a row after getting swept by the Boston Red Sox at home. Again, this little season uh, continues for the New York Yankees, and maybe something about Sundays, I don't know. Remember last Sunday against the Marlins, uh, they dropped a heartbreaker there, blowing a big 7-1 lead, and then late in the game was 7-3, and then choked away five runs in the bottom of the ninth. So Sunday decided to tease you a little bit, but break your heart in a different way, come back, but then ultimately drop that final game again, complete the sweep against the Boston Red Sox. Not much good there in the Yankee land and looks just, you know, teams beaten down, front office, inside out, uh, just, you know, no one really has any answers here. So we'll get into all that, but before we do, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So yes, there's some miserable baseball left, but it's going to be quite a tumultuous offseason, so you want to catch all that, give you my feedback, takes on all the moves that are going to have to be made, um, if they can make any to improve this team. Um, as well as get some cool stuff you know recently i dropped the uh, Derek jeter episode uh kind of you know just talked about jeter in the news recently and other cool stuff so to get that you have to be a podcast subscriber and i'll try to cheer things up you know i'll try to bring things back from uh yankee yesterday when you know happier time so i'll, I'll cheer you up as well so if you want to get cheered up make sure you subscribe to the podcast so the yankees after getting you know pretty much mangled in atlanta there as i you know stressed before you know they were competitive for maybe two innings out of the three games they were there and the rest is atlanta pretty much steamrolled them which okay you kind of stand atlanta's one of best teams in baseball fine but the Boston Red Sox this is the team basically you fight neck neck to, to, to avoid staying in last place and uh, I guess the Yankees take the title there they're the winners of last place uh, you know against the Red Sox there so I'm mean, a team they should be able to handle but unfortunately Yankees really can't handle anybody and the first two games weren't even competitive even with Cole on the mound uh, so the first game there I mean Boston just got on the board right away uh, sending Johnny Brito out there Already with a run in the top of the first, Yoshida, the Japanese import, hits a three-run home run, uh, puts Boston up 4 nothing before you can even blink, and that was really the end of the game right there. I mean, Boston built up a 6 nothing lead. Now, the Yankees would finally get a run later on after a, a LeMayu RBI uh, judge would hit a home run. You know, it's good to see him do that. I mean, his first home run at Yankee Stadium uh, since May 28th, just to show how much time he's missed. Puts a few runs on the board for the Yankees, but unfortunately, they were uh, too far behind, and they would end up dropping the first game. Eight to three, and then if you turn around the second game, you figure all right, we got our ace Garrett Cole on the mound. Uh, at least maybe he can stop the bleeding, you know, stop the, the streak at seven games. Uh, but unfortunately, he also gets his door blown off. Uh, and now this took a tad bit long. Instead of the dropping four runs in the first inning, this time Boston decided we'll use the second inning. We'll give the Yankees a breather. Uh, and this time it was uh, Luis Urias uh, with a grand slam. Puts Boston up again four nothing before uh, pretty early in the game. Again with this Yankee offense, you know you pretty much have very little faith they could even crawl back to anything like that. And Cole just didn't have this game. Boston eventually increased the lead to six nothing. Now Judge again would hit another home run. So good to see him on back to backs. But that's this Yankee team. That's all they could do is hit home runs, which they're cool. But you can only do that once in a while. You're not going to like hit six, seven home runs in a game. So you have to find other ways to score. Uh, but, but this is a miserable offensive performance for the Yankees. Stanton getting booed by the fans, uh, falling below 200 in the batting average yet again. And the Yankees dropped the second game. 8-1. to one. So now you're looking at the first two games. Yankees is completely getting destroyed by the score of 16-4 to four total. Really, I don't know why would anyone would come to that final game there, except that, yes, it was Roger Maris' bobblehead doll day. So I guess the Yankees must have had a psychic work for them, you know, a couple months ago to really foresee that, hey, how can we get fans to come to this last game there? Because uh, I don't know why you'd want to go see after he's getting mauled in the first two games there. Now, I'm not going to get on Garrett Cole. Uh, look, he had a stinker, and he hasn't had many of those this season. And even though he's a great pitcher, you're going to have those. It's just... You have those while your team's struggling. You need wins. It's just when you're a bad team, these things happen. So I'm not going to get him cold in that. And the Yankee, you know, 
bullpen as well as the Yankee offense have let Cole down so many times that, uh, all right, he deserves to have a stinker. So I'm not going to even get on him. And he gets a good chance even with that. He still might win the Cy Young Award this season, the American League Cy Young Award. So it's just a bad timing for Cole. That, so I'm not going to even get on him for that one. But the teaser, of course, was the final game, Game 3 there on Amazon Prime for all you Yankee fans like to watch games on Amazon. No one does. This was the teaser game because the Yankees really had a shot to win this one. Even if you drop two out of three, but like you won the Cole game, you would expect you're like, ah, whatever. But this is a situation where you drop the first, so you get mauled. But this final game here, you come back, you know, the team shows a little bit of life, and then you lose it in the ninth inning. So this was basically a little home run back and forth there. Uh, ready down one nothing, but the Yankees did tie it with a Higgy home run. Gleyber Torres also would contribute a home run this game, and then the Yankees would fall behind. Now, Schmidt started the game. Didn't go long, but at least bounced back a little bit. Again, he got roughed up a little bit in Atlanta. But this is part of this whole new thing of now of stretching out Michael King, which I know they've, they've talked about. You know, he's possibly even may make him a starter come September or at least coming into next season. Uh, but obviously, you stretch him out too much, and he's not going to be as effective when you use him for multiple innings versus just one or two. And eventually, uh, get touch up for a couple of runs, put the Yankees in a 5-2 to two hole. But wait, but wait. The Yankees come back. Anthony Volpe with a big clutch three-run home run to tie the game, which like, oh, wow, this is great. And then eventually had an opportunity in the bottom of the eighth to go ahead. Now, Isaiah kind of was on second base. Volpe up again. Now, not just a home run, but actually a clutch hit uh, to left field there. Fielded by Ruff Schneider, remember, uh, came up through the Yankee system. He was supposed to be the replacement for Jeter. That really happened, but he's actually found a little bit of a home in Boston for a while. Just kind of a surface player, but in left there. Bobbled the ball a little bit. I guess maybe that caused uh, kind of for left to uh, make a shot at home plate, which, yeah, look, he had, a, he had a shot. He's a good run. He's a good base stealer. So I don't fault the move. And again, with the Yankees, you know, any that them scoring runs other than the home run, and if there's an opportunity that you got to take it because they normally don't. So I, Isaiah kind of fluffed it coming in. Rashider with the uh, relay throw uh, to, to Trevor Story there at shortstop. He throws the ball home at home plate there. And at first, it looks like kind of fluff got his foot under there. And then the catcher blocked the plate and had, had the glove there. Now, back in the old days, you know, before, you know, the Rob Manfred uh, Major League Baseball, you used to be able to run someone over like that. Like, Ricky Henderson would just barreled him over there. Uh, but obviously, a different game. You can't do that. Now, you can, can try to knock the ball out of his glove, but you can't, like, just run over or clothesline the, the catcher. Those days, those Pete Rose days are over. And so, kind of fluff out is kind of going at the foot. At first, he looked like he was safe. They call him safe. Boston challenged the play. Overturned it. And so, so instead of the Yankees taking a 6-5 to five lead there, had to leave with a 5-5 to five tie. And, of course, uh, right in the top of the ninth there, with Clay Holmes on the mound, ends up coughing up the lead. Boston goes ahead 6-5, to five, but again, the Yankees give a little tease now. Uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning uh, with uh, Kensley Jansen, the Boston closer on the mound, and, you know, he's pretty close to an elite-type closer. I mean, he's been around for a couple of years now. He's with the Dodgers. Maybe he won a World Series with them, uh, but the Yankees had a good opportunity. So Greg Allen leads off with a double. So at the very least, you got a man on second, nobody out. You figure at the very least, you could tie this game. At the very least, you got a man on second, nobody out, and the uh, meat of your order coming up, even though the meat's very skimpy on this bone lately. Got DJ LeMayo. He gets on base. So now you have first and second, nobody out. Again, at the very least, you should tie this game or you even have an opportunity to go ahead. And you have two of your best hitters you know, right now coming up. But unfortunately, Judge takes a cold third strike and then Gleyber Torres strikes out. So now you've left it with Ben Rovette, two on, uh, two out. And yeah, you figure, all right, maybe he could have his big Yankee moment. This will be his Yankee christening. Now, just a week prior before that Sunday, uh, Sunday, he did have his first home run as a Yankee in Miami. Miami. So, hey, would this be a great opportunity to three-run home run, walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth Yankee Stadium? And, you know, it wouldn't save the season, but, like, give the fans something. But, no, he flies out, and the Yankees squander an opportunity. Again, two runners on, nobody out. And, again, the tease. 
I don't know what's the worst tease, that or just blowing a 7-1 lead last week. I'm not sure, but you're just finding new ways to win. So the Yankees dropped their eighth in a row, and this is the first time in 28 years, so going back to 1995, that they've lost eight games in a row. So this is like an epically bad Yankee. This is like three decades in the making bad Yankee team right now, this slide. And uh, now after the second game, supposedly Boone um, spoke with the team. He said, ah, you know, I like the vibe of these guys. You know, we feel there's a streak that's coming around and Judge is saying the right thing. He's the captain. He's like, well, you know, we haven't had a real hot streak all season. It's about to come and it's going to come in September. I don't see it. And one thing, like the hitters aren't here, but now you're not even getting good starting pitching. I mean, Brittle got blown off. Cole, your ace got beat up, even though I guess he was due to get one. Okay, Schmidt was a little better competitive, but like this is not a playoff caliber starting rotation this is barely a playoff caliber bullpen and this is not a playoff caliber lineup i mean even the second game the batting bowers third i mean look he's a nice role player but he's not a third place hitter on a new york yankee team i mean you know that's that's reserved for like mark to in his prime paul nino's prime don manningly is prime uh you know aaron is prime not jake bowers hitting third and look i like these guys but like you just take a collection of them you know with higgy you know you know he hit the home run higgy ikf bowers you know Bader, who's this you know in a miserable slump right now volpe yes he got his home runs but his batting average is like you know 210 and a little blow like this is not a major league good playoff caliber lineup i mean you're not gonna win games like this so i don't see how judge thinks that all of a sudden this unit's gonna come around and turn it and get hot in september i just don't see it so uh yankees misery continues and the sad part is that the schedule really hasn't been tough i mean Boston is a fourth place team. You should get wins against them. The Miami Marlins, that's, you know, they're barely a 500 team. They were win- it's a winnable games. Chicago White Sox, when they started off that road trip last week, those are winnable games. I mean, Chicago's 20 games under 500. And look at all those games against the NL Central schedule they had, whether it's the Cardinals, the Cubs, I and mean, all winnable games. And the Yankees blew those opportunities to take advantage of teams that are just terrible. I mean, the only team they seemed to beat was like Oakland on the road, which is. A, Maybe the only team that's worse than them is probably Oakland. They were able to beat them and then sweeping Kansas City at home. But other than that, they've had a very, 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 very soft schedule relatively and just haven't been taken advantage of. This is another example here with Boston. So they get the Monday off and then will host the Washington Nationals. Again, another bad team that you should be able to beat, even though the Yankees are kind of, you know, not at full strength and kind of struggling themselves. But it's not like they're facing a really super hard schedule. I mean, this is all served them on a silver platter and they're not taking advantage of it. It's just... More frustrations there. So you got three games against Washington Nationals. Who's knows who's going to go with that? Boone also mentioned that he discussed it with Hal as well as Brian Cash. And it's like, well, they're all frustrated. Yes, we're frustrated. Fans are frustrated. We're all frustrated. Well, I don't know. Do something about it. We're going to say. Not a lot there. So we'll, we'll, we'll catch you next time. So again, if you haven't done it yet, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Got a few cool episodes coming up to try to cheer you up, entertain you. Uh, so you don't have to worry about this quarantine right now, which is continuing to flounder. Uh, now falling about nine games out of the wild card so of course the AL East was gone like a month or two ago but this wild card has also seemed insurmountable so we'll try to bring some episodes to cheer you up a little bit catch you next time mm-hmm.